Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The horses are on your track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collins. Yes, welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I. Alyssa Smith is my name, where we are bringing you the latest in Queensland racing or racing Queensland news, I should say, for the next half an hour. Sam, always a pleasure to see you on this Friday morning. Yes, it's a pleasure to see you too, Liz. Your smiling face just brings me so much joy. Oh, thanks, Sam. Likewise. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to deep. I want to dive deep this week um, into the world of racing. And mm. I just want to, for all of the punters out there, just find out a little bit more about what goes on in, say, the jockey room, the types of tracks that you race on, the yep. difference in um, rail positions and making weight as well, which, you know, obviously sometimes that could be a little bit hard to talk about, but the different <laughs> type of sweat sessions that you undergo and the different ways that you can immediately lose weight, it, it seems like, you know, people – spend a year trying to lose weight and they work really hard but for jockeys it just seems like you just drop kilos straight away oh it's i mean and like i like to say that i'm probably one of the fortunate ones but it's been nothing for some of the jocks to be losing two or three kilos the morning of a race meeting but it's certainly not a sustainable way to do it and if you're listening to the show <laughs> i don't recommend doing some of the things that we do if you want to try and keep the weight off in a healthy you know sustainable yes. way not the lifestyle for you. We are not medical practitioners. <laughs> but it is certainly, there are some extreme ways that people will do to to make weight essentially. And when you talk to some people, yes, you know, we get paid to ride, but we also get paid to make weight because if you don't make weight, yeah. you don't get to ride. So you don't get paid. That's it. You mm, know, and then, so cool. Yeah, it's just the way it goes. So there's a lot that goes into it. But like as you touched on, you know, the last few weeks, um, probably even months, I mean, the weather has just played absolute havoc with, you know, people trying to prepare horses for races. For me as a jockey trying to do form, um, abandoned meetings, uh, the moving of rails, transferring of transferring of meetings to different tracks, like you say, from the grass to the poly and things like that. There's been a lot going on. So I think it's, you know, it's good that we have a little talk about mm-hmm. how that affects the industry and everyone that's participating in it. Well, how does it affect the industry? Obviously, it's not just when you, you know, you say you're trying to study form. It's not just jockeys as well. It's the trainers. It's the owners, mm. um, you know, the people who work at the different race courses too, uh, presidents, chairmen. It, it affects everyone. When it comes to, you know, recently we've had a lot of wet weather. When it comes to a wet weather situation, obviously horses get scratched and things like that. But let's talk about the track because it must be a lot harder for the horses to run on. Uh, it absolutely is. So horses obviously in their day-to-day training, they're trained on most of the time a synthetic surface. So, for example, Eagle Farm has a dirt track and a sand track. They also have two grass tracks that are available to gallop on. But horses don't – they don't all work on a, a rain-affected grass track. So the conditioning um, that has to go into getting a horse fit to run on a wet track, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, 
like I sort of had, you know, I think we've said off air, it would be like running down the main road as opposed to running down, you know, the beach and the heavy sand. So there's horses have to be very fit and conditioned. And if we're not prepared, you know, if trainers aren't preparing their horse specifically to run on a wet track, um, it's very hard to expect a horse to perform well on the day of a race meeting. Uh, so that's why you see quite a lot of scratching. Say, for example, horses are nominated for a race meeting, for a Saturday race meeting on a Monday or a Tuesday. Um, the weather looks like it's meant to be fine. Trainers are training their horses accordingly, expecting that the track conditions for the Saturday are going to be, say, in the good range, um, which is pretty much what you stock standard get here, especially like at Eagle Farm, it's a really well-draining track and things like that. So they're training their horses accordingly, you know, for a 1,200-metre race, they're doing what they would normally do. For some unforeseen reason, we get a lot of rain on a Friday. The track comes back not in a good um, sort of pentrometer reading, mm-hmm. maybe closer to a slow or a heavy. So they're, instead of running a 1,200-metre race in, say, 1 minute 10 seconds, you could be looking at running it in, say, 1 minute 18, which is doesn't seem a lot. But they sort of say that a one second is equivalent to five lengths in horse form. Wow. So if it's a 10 second difference, it's, yeah. what's that? My maths isn't good, five, 50 lengths or something like that. <laughs> 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 but it's a lot. So it's, it's a big change for the horses. And that can be very detrimental to a horse in its preparation. If it's not conditioned to be running in those sorts of conditions, it, obviously a trainer will be like, listen, this is not optimal we'll look to scratch our horse and wait for the weather to improve and find a more suitable racing surface. Or they may roll the dice and think we really need to, to race this horse on this day because they have, you know, I would say 98% of the time they have a program set out in front of them. So they'll have, if they miss this race on the Saturday, yeah, then it pushes them back, you know, another two weeks. They're meant to have another run and then they can't make that race because they've missed the run and almost like a lead it's up a domino effect isn't it it is for sure so it, there's a lot that goes into it that's more the training side of it it's the trainer's perspective so they've got to weigh up is their horse fit enough is this track conditions going to suit you know what kind of track are we getting on the day for me as a rider um when i'm starting to study form all of a sudden i'm doing form for what i assume is going to be a good track um day of the races comes there's been a, a lot of scratchings. The tracks come back as in a rain-affected mm. um, pentrometer reading. I then have to completely reassess how the races are going to be run. Um, there's so much that goes into it, where the rail position is. Barrier draws. If you draw an inside barrier on a good track, for me, it's always been an advantage. If you draw an inside barrier on a, on a rain-affected track, it can pretty much just be game over. Why is that? Well, essentially, the cambers of a lot of our tracks are the rain will want to flow to the inside fence. So there's a slight camber uh-huh, of some of the yes. tracks. So Caloundra or Sunshine Coast, as, as we talk about a lot, they talk about a crown there. So if you were to stand at the winning post and look up the straight to the 500-meter chute, so where we come around the corner, you'll see if the rail's in the true position, there's a crown. So it sort of plateaus in the middle and then it rolls off either side, like a road, I guess mm-hmm. you would say. So if the rail was in the true position, from the, the true position to maybe four horses off the fence – you're essentially running sideways, right? And the water, say the you know it's been rain affected there, it's a lot damper there, so it's a lot harder for the horses to make ground, um, or to accelerate there. So if you are stuck down on the inside there, 
it's competitive, you know. You don't want to be letting people out to the better part of the track if mm. they're drawn inside you. That's just tough luck. It's the same if you've drawn wide on a good track. You're not going to just let people in and give them an advantage if you can help it. You know, you want to make them carry that extra weight and cover extra ground. Um, so all these things come into play. So quite often when you're watching a, you know, a horse race on a wet track, you'll see most of the field get away from the inside fence. Yeah. And that's specifically because nine times out of ten, that inside horse, you know, from the where the rail position is, to two or three, maybe four or five horse whips off the fence, it's a lot more rain affected, so therefore it's slower ground. Very fascinating. Mm. Very fascinating. So, uh, you know, an inside barrier is a good thing on a good day, but, uh, you know, an inside barrier on a wet day is not a good thing. That's not where you want how, to be. How much do you keep an eye on the weather? You must have a, a fair few weather apps on your phone. Yeah, I do try and keep traps of um, the weather. Obviously, it's important for me to know going forward. Um, preparation is key. Well, they yeah. say... Um, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Failure to prepare is preparation for failure. Or something oh yeah, like that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was failure trying to, to spread prepare out. is preparing to fail. Yeah, that's, that's like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to the effect of wow. Yes, no, I've got you. I've got you. So the rail position. So so that's really quite fascinating. So somewhere in the middle is you know yeah a good place to be. Yeah, it certainly is. Well, you don't want to be getting out too wide because you get out too far on the track, then you're also giving away. You're covering extra ground, so it's mm. essentially a, a lot harder. Your horses what could be a 1200 meter race on a good track if the track is wet a 1200 meter race you think your horses are covering extra ground because they're getting away from the inside fence they could be going you know 1250 meters if you've got a horse that's suspect at running a 1200 meter trip out like that might be as far as it wants to go um covering any further ground is going to be detrimental to its chances i want to ask you as well about how on earth you do drop so much weight so quickly because this is fascinating and I know it is for a lot of people as you were saying before two to three kilos in one morning how on earth like you're sitting next to me right now you're in what smelly <laughs> you're in what you know what what's that yeah called? like a sweat yeah a sweat jacket shirt. Yeah, yeah like a long sleeve suitable attire for 30 degree heat um sometimes i put my beanie on and go and mow my lawns and my neighbors think oh, i'm mad <laughs> i would too if i saw my neighbors do that but let's talk about the different types of sweat sessions because mm. we know there's the sauna you can do a sauna session you can sit in the hot bath yeah. you can mow your lawn in your track pants and your beanie like yep. you do and you can walk around and go shopping in sweat yeah. gear as well what what's the most common way for jockeys to lose weight i would say i'm um, talking to most jocks and knowing what they do their preferred way of sweating and i think it's because it's so accessible there are spas in most of our metro jockey rooms um so i mean that way it's you could they can boys and all girls can go to the races um they can sit lose the you know the water weight essentially they need to but a lot of the work is also done prior to so say on a saturday a lot of the jocks will know that they've got to lose a bit of weight they might be wearing their, like you say your sweatsuit big jackets track work in the morning trying to lose a little bit of weight in the morning um to make the job a bit easier getting closer to the races because essentially you don't want to be stressing out there's no set um rule to if you sit in the spa for half an hour you're going to lose x amount of weight sometimes i can sit in the bath for an hour and lose 0.3 of a kilo which is heartbreaking as anyone who spends a lot of time sweating will tell you well sometimes I can sit in the bath for half an hour before a race meeting and lose 0.6 so there's no there's so much that goes into it obviously if you're really tired like for me personally I find if I'm very tired I struggle to sweat well really mm, yeah I don't know I wonder why. why that is I'm not sure 
I'm sure someone who's probably a little bit more tuned into it will be <laughs> able to a tell me. Professional, a medical yeah. professional, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's intense. I've known of people getting in sweatsuits and skipping in a sh- hot shower to, for desperation stations. Skipping in a hot shower? Yep, to lose any point, you know, grams. That's all comes okay. down to point one of a gram can be the difference between making weight and not making What's weight. What's the craziest story you've heard about losing weight? Oh, I've heard of people putting sweat gear on and driving to the races on hours on end which is extremely dangerous please don't do this people if you're <laughs> listening um putting sweat gear on and putting the heaters on and driving to the races with wow. sweat gear on in the car or and then running around the track with the sweat gear on before they ride that's just it's so extreme like people don't appreciate from the outside what a lot of these jocks are putting the, their bodies through the longevity of that can be very detrimental to their health well i was about to say you've got to be careful don't you your health yeah, it's the absolute definition of madness. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't love it, Sam. That is for sure. Oh wow! So that's um, that's pretty full on. Mm, so yeah. why are you losing? How much weight do you need to lose now? Nah, I've sure. probably only got a kilo to lose between today and tomorrow. So happy days. So that's fine. You'll be able to easily do that. Yeah, especially if I'm doing wind sprints with my lawnmower and my beanie. <laughs> wind sprints. <laughs> wind sprints. You know, like really fast, like going up. I've got a very uphill lawn, so. Yeah, I'll be going up and down. Do you really mean fast. hill sprints, wind sprints, hill sprints, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> I love this. I love this. All right, we'll stick with us here on the Queensland Hoop. We'll have the latest in Queensland racing, Queensland news after the break. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au and imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I where we're bringing you the latest in racing Queensland news. Sam, this weekend, or tonight I should say, there's a night meet. I want to talk to you about the night meets as well because obviously, you know, when you say you do form for the different types of tracks you're running on, you'd have to do a bit of form on the horses when they run at night time, right? The night mates? Yeah, the only difference really is horses racing under lights. So um, obviously it's different for them visually. Mm. Some horses that have raced under the lights at night time before, they're obviously used to it. Um, But you do get some horses that are inexperienced to it and it can cause them to, I don't know, race sort of greenly, I guess you would say. So inexperienced horses may... um, sort of spot the shadows and, and that that's cast by the lights and the running rails and other horses and that during that a night meeting you know those are things we have in a night meeting you have to worry about um i have had horses that have spooked at the winning post because of the shadow that has been cast um <laughs> which is never a fun time but these kinds of things can happen obviously during the day as well but um it's sometimes it's cooler for them at nights too horses sometimes race a bit kinder you know, with the cooler weather, especially somewhere, uh, you know, so like Toowoomba, for example, who quite often have a night meeting on a Saturday, can be quite a fair bit cooler. Um, and sometimes that may bring out the best in horses too, you know, it's easier for them. Much easier. It'd be like running mm. out on the street for humans, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Much kinder for, for them, that is for sure. But you, you're not a massive fan of the night meets, are you? <laughs> the night meets take a little bit of mental preparation, obviously, Quite often we have a, for me personally, I have to ride uh, the Sunshine Coast night meetings on a Friday. Um, 
So how I sort of prepare for that is normally I have, you know, track work on a Saturday. Uh, my alarm goes off at three o'clock. But if I'm in one of the last few races on a Friday night, which can lead me getting home to somewhere in the vicinity of 10.30 to 11.30, depending, you know, if there's any inquiries going on, if we've had any holdups, um, which can obviously happen. Um, it does take me a little bit of time to unwind as well f- mentally. So if I'm getting to bed at 11.30, I've got... You know, 11 and a half hours yep. of sleep. And then if I've got to a, have a sweat in the morning um, or spend time in the bath, sometimes I will just take that morning off track work so I can give my body a bit more time to sleep and recover. Because Saturdays and obviously Sundays, again, are a busy day. So it's mm. important. There'll be a lot of jockeys out there that aren't getting anywhere near the amount of sleep that you're meant to. So it does play a big part into it. Um and you just, yeah, you've got to really be in tune with your body and listen to what it's trying to tell you. It's so hard to pull up the next morning. Like if you do do that on a regular basis, the night meets to the early mornings, like you say, you're getting three, three yeah. and a half hours max. Yeah, and it's not just us as well. Like we've got to take into consideration you know, the stable hands and people that are working with these horses that say they're leaving Caloundra after a last race at 9, 9.30. Um, they're getting home at midnight, so it's very late. That is very late indeed. Uh, well, racing does continue across the weekend. Um, we were at Cannon Park later on today as well. And then tomorrow we're at Eagle Farm, Aquas Park on the Gold Coast. Dolby, Gympie, Charleville and Charters Towers in the country for tomorrow. And then on Sunday, we wrap it all up on the Sunshine Coast. Sam, have a fabulous weekend. Thank you very much. And everyone else, happy racing. Thanks for tuning in to the Queensland Hoop with both of us. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. You can visit racingqueensland.com.au.